everything that we've talked about so far has been um, specific, like about a specific uh, ailment, whatever it is, um, which is definitely awesome, and I want to keep doing that if we can. But all, for like the first couple episodes, I think it's kind of a good idea too for us to talk about just general health. What's something that no matter who you are, like what should you be doing every day? To make you healthier, like like what are some very basic things that we in America don't do mm-hmm. that we should do? Um, now that now that you're a PCP, you're seeing a lot of cases. I don't know. You're allowed to talk generally, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, and we can get into talking about obesity too if you want to specifically today. It's up to you. But yeah. I think it's I think it's a big problem, obviously in America. But. Um, yeah, so, and, and the other thing is, the other thing that I'd like to fo- focus on is just emphasizing the preventative nature, preventative nature of some of these diseases that we all have. Um, so, what's, when you think about, like, wh- like, what's the first thing that comes to mind with something that's preventative? Like what's one what's one habit that we could all do daily and we would all just be better off? Oh, a lot. Um, move. Yeah. You know, we're too sedentary. That's huge. Get enough sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you know, eat what we eat. We so, are what we eat. Okay. So diet. Um, not. I don't mean a diet, a special diet. I'm like, what the food, what is the food that we put in our mouth that contributes to a lot that could alter how stressed we are, what Mm -hmm. we do with our mind and Mm -hmm. movement and sleep. Okay. So move, sleep and how we move, how we sleep and how we eat. Like it's truly not rocket science. (laughs) No, no, it's just hard because we're lazy. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's not it's not like the magic pill that everybody wants. Mm-hmm. It's work. Okay. You gotta work. Okay. So, do you, are there any kind of like general guidelines that you give for like how much we should move every day? Yeah, I mean, well, the preventative task forces, or if you look at organizations, I mean, they say, I think it's like 150 minutes a week or something, but um, some would say 30 minutes a day. And some would just say, we need to move. Like people, you know, they'll say like 10,000 steps or whatever a day. Yeah, yeah. But if someone's only moving 500, I mean, a goal would be going to six or seven or eight, you know, and, and taking baby steps. Because some people, you can't you can't go from zero to 60. You right. know, we're going to have to tell them, you know, to like go walk for five minutes or, you know, go walk for one block or two blocks, you know, depending on what, what is their baseline. But for a lot of people, it's just moving. It's parking your car farther from the store. Mm. It's like, um, or at work, you know, um, you know, don't, don't apply for the park, uh, placket, you know, you know, we see people that are taking these electronic, uh, carts in stores that, truly don't need it it's just going to be faster for them because they're so obese that it's it's not you know anything it's hard for them to it's hard for the them store. so yeah. they want to be faster so yeah. we all want things faster we can get food we drive up to get food so yeah. don't do that you know park your car mm-hmm. 
if you have to get food that way. Yeah. You know, we don't even have to shop for groceries anymore. Right. We just pull up and someone loads it. So anything you can add to your day to increase your steps or movement, you know, make make it every commercial get up or something. But everybody's baseline's different, so I kind of individualize it. Like, what are you doing now? And go from there. Okay. So... Yeah, everyone. Okay, everyone's baseline is different. Um, yeah, um, you mentioned the getting up for each commercial. Is that something you heard somewhere, or did you just come up with that? I might or? have heard it. Um, I don't know where, but just in my mind, thinking of different things. I think it's probably in some book maybe that I read mm-hmm. about different ways to get people to move more because. You know, if you sit, you rot, basically, and that's what's happening. Okay. So any kind of movement, um, they they shown that truly any kind of movement is better than, than okay. nothing. And is that what you would say to a patient? That yeah, like if you, you know, I know your knees hurt, but, you know, um, then maybe you need to get a membership to a pool if you can afford it. Um, yeah. You know, or something where you can start with non-weight bearing, but... Um, any kind of movement that you can get someone to do. Even if they're wheelchair bound, there's, you know, things that people can do. You okay. can Google like wheelchair exercises or yeah. something, you know, to increase movement. Okay. So are there any of the tips that you can think of off the top of your head? So you said like get up during, if you're watching TV, get up during each commercial. Yeah, are there okay. any other things that you tell your patients? like? Just try to uh, park farther from mm-hmm. when you go to the store or anything. Um, you know, don't take the elevator, take stairs if you are in a building that has an elevator. Um, you know, just start small. Like, if you mm-hmm. try to overwhelm someone with, like, you got to go out and walk a mile a day, they, they just can't. They can't. It's like cleaning house where you look at a messy room. Right. And you get overwhelmed. You have to just, like, I'm going to clean this desk drawer mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. So just starting small increments like I'm gonna walk five minutes and then you know you diary it and then try to increase that by you know five minutes a day you know barring any side effects or anything but a lot of people say they don't have time but you know health is if you don't have time you got to make time yeah okay that makes so it's just like it obviously makes sense it's just like anything else like you got to start like even Dave Ramsey says with like paying off debt you start with this I forget what he says, like the smallest yep. debt you owe and just start with that. And then just, he calls it like the snowball, yep. debt snowballing, just like whatever. So it's, it's. I mean, a lot of us are in debt with our bodies. It's like the same yeah. thing. It's yeah. like, and just baby steps. I mean, because it is overwhelming, especially if someone's really been abusing their body for yeah. a while. Um, you just have to start small. Okay. That makes sense. Um Yeah, so I would say it seems like it's it's just getting easier and easier for us to be sedentary. Um, like if you if you can afford it, it's very easy. Like you just pay a little bit more money, and then that's just one less thing that you have to do. Like you just, you just don't have to. Yeah, you everything don't have to can be delivered. Groceries. Prescriptions can be delivered. Food can be delivered. Groceries. Yeah. Um, you know. It's not usually if you're getting like food delivered, it's not usually the best food either. Exactly. Exactly. That's for sure. So, okay, are there any, like, real basic guidelines you give for eating? Well, I try to, I, I, I haven't yet, but I want to have people do, like, a food diary. I don't know how honest yeah. they would be, but even if they do, like, a couple days, 
um, pick a couple days and just give me, send me those. Um, I usually do ask them, I start with, what do you drink? Because sometimes that's the simplest thing to like start at. Because yeah. if they're drinking all these sugared beverages all day, yeah. I can start with that. I can just start with their beverages and say, okay, that what you're drinking is really not healthy for you at all. Yeah. And how can we get you to switch up what you're drinking? So I usually try, like if they're saying, I, I, I drink a six-pack of Coke a day or mm-hmm. Pepsi yeah. or whatever, yeah. um, I'll say, okay, then your goal should be decreasing it to, you know, five. Okay. And how much water? I, I don't drink water. Well, I want you to drink, instead of six Cokes, I want you to drink five. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want you to drink five, but decrease it to five and yep. then drink one glass of water and you got to figure it out you know i don't really like any of the artificial sweeteners so mm-hmm. i just try you know they could add lemon um okay. you know if they have to they can add the flavoring but it's just it's just not i don't feel it's good mm-hmm. so you know i try to to tell them that you know food is medicine like we can we can cure a lot of stuff by what we eat okay so and then, you know, I look at alcohol, obviously that's not healthy. So, you know, if somebody comes to me and they'll be like, I drink eight, you know, shots a day, you know, it's just yeah. starting to like cut back and you have to do it small because otherwise, again, it's, you have to start somewhere. So I usually start with the beverages and then, then I'll say, what do you snack on or what, what are, you know, what are your, what's your breakfast like? What's your lunch like? Things like that. But I think having them write down a food diary would I think is something that I've been wanting to do um, mm-hmm. because you don't always have a lot of time to sit there and ask them every meal. Um, so if they could do that at home and then send it to me, I could review it, um, that kind of thing. So, um, but in general, I, I have like standard phrases that I put on their instruction for simple carbs. I tell everyone like you've got to, if you are consuming a lot of those and I have a whole list of them, so I, I, you know, cause a lot of people don't even know what that means. The cereals, really? the processed foods, the, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sweet snacks. Um, and I'll give them a whole list and then, you know, I'll start with that and try to get them to decrease their processed foods, tell them to start reading labels. You know, if you have something that has 45 ingredients, probably not good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then you know, start to look at things that are, you know, just, you know, just have a few ingredients. Um, You know, I ask them how how often do they eat fast food? And if they're honest, you know, they, then I usually try to say, you know, what can we trade off? Like you have to think of what can you trade off and how can you decrease that by, again, it's just increments because Mm -hmm. I think once people start to feel better, they'll, it's kind of like a snowball. Like they start to feel better. Then mm-hmm. hopefully it'll become more of a lifestyle because if it doesn't, uh, you just, it's a no win. That makes sense. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like once you start to feel better a, a little bit, you realize that if there, if you apply the same thing, say if you're just focusing on diet, then if you start to exercise, you're like, Oh wow, I feel even, I feel the best I've felt in yeah. years. You can get there. You want them to get a taste of that, you know, and some people, you know, might, and some people might not, but you try. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely a psychological game. It's like how, it's a, how do you motivate? Yeah. And basically I think telling people 
Like in medicine a lot, I think people are just not even told like the root cause of their problems. That's why I'm not an expert, but I'm very interested in the functional medicine because they look at the root cause and the root cause for a lot of our problems is the food, Mm -hmm. you know, our lifestyle basically. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have the means, you know, so if, if you really talk to a patient straight up and say, you know, a lot of these things that are going on in your body, you, you can, you can improve tremendously by what you're eating and drinking and, you know, your activity level. So, um, and you know, if you, tell them about their kidney function they freak out like or tell them about their liver test they freak out like what can i do what can i do it's diet it's mm-hmm. diet and what you're doing to your body they, they just can't believe it it's like yeah. they think that you're just going to give them a pill and it's going to fix it and yeah. it's not you know we're just treating symptoms of that mm-hmm. but not the root cause so that makes sense well i think a lot of people one of the things in their mind is like oh i can't afford to eat healthy well one thing is like Coke and beer cost money. Water really does not. Yeah. Okay. So that's like one thing. And if you take that money that you save, like you can probably buy slightly better quality food. Yeah. And in the same time, you know, people that smoke will tell you that too. And cigarettes are not cheap. I don't even know how much they are. I used to know, but they're expensive. And so, yeah. And you know, some people will say that, but I know there, there've been, I, I don't know the exact studies, but they've looked at, and for some people, I know, depending on what their finances is, it can be a little challenging, but there are ways to get around it, to eat. Mm. Obviously, maybe you have to eat certain things a little more than others, but there yeah. are still ways to eat healthier. At least better. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, it seems like one thing that you mentioned earlier was uh, reducing. I just wanted to make this comment. You, you said about reducing the number of, or like eating foods with fewer ingredients in them. Um, two things kind of crossed my, well, just kind of crossed my mind that like maybe, probably, first of all, it, the more ingredients something has, probably the more processed it is. And I mean, people say that's like, it's not good to eat processed. You know, the more processed it is, it's probably the worst it is for us. But the thing I was just thinking is like, the more ingredients it has, the more the higher the likelihood that there's something in there that our body, like each individual may not, their body may not agree with it. And also like some of us are allergic to certain things. If you're consuming five different foods in a day and each of them has five ingredients, that's 25 different ingredients to which you may have some kind of reaction to, you know what I mean? Let alone like chemicals or whatever the hell they put in, you know, like if it's a preservative, Absolutely. but just a thought I had. Absolutely. And a lot of a lot of our body's chronic diseases are from the foods, the ingredients in foods causing an inflammatory response in our body okay. and manifested in people's like eczema say is associated with allergies. But if you can find out what it what what is the food trigger, a lot of people's like eczema will get better or yeah. their you know, blood pressure, whatever, whatever their food triggers. And yeah, we are all a little bit different, but in general, there's a lot of common bad stuff, you know, in food. That makes sense. Um, one, one kind of idea I had, um, or one question I have for you is, 
like we when we when you go to the doctor, you check your blood pressure and your heart rate and uh, occasionally your temperature, I guess, if you're sick. Um, what else do they check really? Your weight. Okay, yeah, your weight. Yeah. Yep. Um, your oxygen level. Oxygen. Yeah. Okay. And then I guess like very not too commonly they'll check you'll do a blood test right yeah you see if you something's know, wrong usually yeah or you can do screening blood work too for like preventative okay to try you know if someone's coming in for a physical and you want to get baseline labs mm-hmm. especially if they're overweight over obese you want to be checking okay so if you said to your doctor that you wanted to get a blood lab just for preventative things, do you think they could do that? Oh, yeah. And if you yeah. have, like, decent... Does it usually cost money to do that? Like no, usually um, there's there's guidelines from the United States Preventative Task Force. I mean, it's a, mm-hmm. a whole acronym, and I don't know if I have U.S. FTF or something. But anyway, it's it's the Preventative Task Force, and there's... There's guidelines for when to start screening for a lipid panel, but it's the needles moving to younger age because of the obesity. Really? So okay. if someone's even overweight, you can put that in because you have to link a diagnosis with everything, and it's usually not hard because if someone's overweight or obese, you know you want to make sure they're not having a thyroid problem, so you can screen for that. You want to make sh- look at their lipid panel, so mm-hmm. you can screen for that. So and you want to check their liver because fatty liver is going up like crazy Mm -hmm. so usually it's not a problem you know if they you know if they're super healthy and there's no other symptoms um you can still screen there's certain age ranges but you can do screening tests and put just screening for lipid disorders you know based on say their family history or whatever but um the frequency of it would be limited if they're if their lipid panels crystal clear and you know clean and you can't get that that frequently. Okay. There Without are screen- paying for it, you're saying? Yeah, and okay. there are ways patients can just self-pay, too, for whatever they want. Okay. But yeah. But generally, it's covered. Okay. That's interesting, because I, I don't remember the last time I had a blood test to check my, you know, everything. Yeah. But um, the reason I ask is because I think, well, first of all, like the food diary, I think is a wonderful, I think I'm going to do that for sure. Uh, that's a great idea. But I just... A thought I had in my mind is like, if you really, if you're concerned about your health, like what's a metric that you can track every day that you know you're getting better? Uh, of course, like weight is probably the biggest thing. There's a lot of stigma around it. You know what I mean? But I was also thinking like, um, like checking your blood or your, uh, like your heart rate, your resting heart rate, typically, right? The lower that is, unless you're like elderly, the lower that is, the better off you are. Yeah. The healthier. Typically, yeah, that. That is a huge marker, and I mean, I think over time, if somebody's working out, they're, because, you know, we look at body mass index, and that's not, like, in a big bodybuilder, that they right. would come up as being obese, and they're not necessarily obese. Right. Versus um, the waist. Waist um, greater than 40, I think it is, in males, and less than 30. So, somewhere around there, that's huge, because... That's you're showing, you know, your adipose tissue is building, and okay. they're looking at waste. Um, what were you saying about less than thirty? For women and men, it's less or great greater than forty is a problem. So it should be less than forty, and 
And um, oh. if it's over that, then, you know, you're more obese. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, I think there's probably the BMI, um, I'm sure like looking at insulin levels, but it's something you can't measure every right. day. Right. But blood glucose, you know, people are looking at that, like to monitor their glucose, because that's part of the problem. I mean, insulin resistant is like the key to most of our problems. Really? Yeah. If, you know, some people think that, and I'm one of them that... You know, we are just consuming way more calories than we need and mostly in the form of carbohydrates, which, you know, and they're not good carbohydrates. They're yeah, bad carbohydrates. Right. So they're stuffing stuff in this. Our pancreas is going crazy trying to, you know, do its job. And we're like making it work like crazy. We're burning it out. And so um, a lot of people like if you could afford it, I would think like a glucose monitor would be a good thing but you know we, we aren't doing that i mean some people might be but how expensive are they i, mean, I don't know um you know because people cause get can... it further but there's there's patches now you can put on and you have a mobile app on your phone you just wave it over and the patch stays mm-hmm. on for like two weeks i don't know how much they are um they're well, probably decent but at least it would give you an idea because what we know is that if you know our if we are insulin sensitive yeah. we're going to be much healthier okay if we're insulin resistant that is what's creating our chronic medical conditions cuz it's it's causing us to you know our pancreas to shut you know just go to die eventually people get diabetes and you know, the walls of our arterial walls are stickier, so the cholesterol is going to cause a problem. We have, like, leaky gut. I mean, insulin resistance is correlated with a lot of chronic medical diagnoses. And so monitoring your blood sugar, I think, would be a really good marker of your day-to-day because it, what you want to see is a steady state. Our body should be able to handle when we eat that the insulin is excreted and it brings our you know, our glucose down. The mm-hmm. high state of high glucose is bad. Yeah. So, and if our cells are sensitive, it's going to work fine. So when you look at somebody's like graph of their glucose level, it should be steady versus all these speak peaks and everything shooting up, oh. shooting down. So that's so not that something you be. could check every, you'd have to check it multiple times a day to really yeah. get an idea. Yeah. Mm. You'd have to check it out, you know, and that would it be beneficial to just check once a day or not? Um, it would, but the be- the better picture gives you like how does your body respond to glucose, you know, so like you'd... to carb intake or when you eat, how does your se- how sensitive and looking at it over, you know, and you wouldn't have to do it forever, but it's how you. I just would. I you were just asking what a marker would yeah, be, and yeah. it would be glucose, I guess. I mean, heart rate's good too, but some people are on medicine that falsely you know, decrease their heart rate. So it's not, it's not like they're healthy. It's just the medicine. Like a a blood pressure. Yeah. Like a beta blocker or something like that. So that makes sense. So, okay. I mean that, that may be coming. And I know some people, you know, recommend that, like just buying a glucose monitor and just checking it for a couple of weeks, just, you know, you scan it and it tells you, um, Okay, so but what were you saying about, so would you have to like check it when you wake up in the morning? and then Yeah, check fasting it? one, and then you'd want to check like a pre-meal one, and then you would want to check it like two hours after, because it should, mm-hmm. if your body's doing what it should be, it should be like a steady, um, you know, the insulin should kick in and bring it down, you know, and keep it steady. That's amazing, because like we all talk about how we shouldn't be eating 
eating so many simple carbs yeah. and that's like a perfect way to track like how, how um how, first of all how poorly are we eating in terms of that with, with too much calorie intake and yeah uh, it's a bottom line okay and too much and too much carb intake and that's like a metric right there it's like this is and then and i mean the damage that it's doing to our vessels i think that's like a point that you know they're just starting to like realize that like they talk about leaky gut and leaky you know that all of our gi problems you know are caused by these these foods that we eat these processed foods and you know carbohydrates that are not good for us that are causing leakage and then mm -hmm. the bacteria or whatever you know the diseases are rampant and it was all it's all basically related to inflammation okay okay but i guess glucose that would be a good monitor i mean insulin levels would be too but there's no you'd have to have a blood test for that oh okay you know okay um okay so so just so we recap here so in terms of daily things that you can do uh food diary that's definitely i'm definitely gonna do that um, you could uh calculate on you know yeah what you have mean? somebody look at it that is knowledgeable there's a lot of different theories on the proper diet mm, yeah. so that's a whole other day yeah and a half. yeah for sure i think the, the big thing is more of like a what I keep hearing and seems to be just makes sense to me is like a whole foods diet. Like we can kind of recommend that, right? Like less processed foods. Yeah. Less pro start simple, less pro less sugar, less processed foods. Okay. Period. Sweet. Okay. We'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm sure we could talk yeah. a long time. So, okay. So a food diary, a glucose monitor would be a helpful tool. Um, blood pressure is probably a good idea. What yeah, because if it's, you know, elevated, you need to get that evaluated, yeah. Okay. Um, but, but I'm just saying, say you're like, say you're in, you're not in like the worst of health, or say you are in poor health, and you want to improve. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, if you want to track your improvement over time, and you want to look at your metrics, like, I'm just trying to come up with yeah, things that yeah, you can you look could, at and yeah, say. Yeah, you could you look agree, at like, those, and then, you know, get, a, have an appointment with your practitioner to review it you mm -hmm. know if you don't know what to do with the numbers you gotta you know right but yeah tracking that is fine okay um sleep heart yeah okay that's on it yeah um so heart rate if you're not on i mean if you, say you're doing cardio exercise i mean then you do yeah. know yeah your resting heart rate should improve and yeah. lower yeah. um i guess that could so with a caveat especially yeah. i mean as long as you're not on a heart rate reducing yeah. medication um because I'm just picturing in my head, like for me personally, if I could make a spreadsheet every day and just track all my metrics, like, and I also know, um, like if I'm stressed, my resting heart rate's higher. Yep. And so, that's causing damage too. Right. Stress is a contributor. So, so for me to make like a Google sheet or an Excel sheet, I could just track all these things every day and I could even chart it. You can graph them that way. You know what I mean? And see how are you doing? Yeah. And that's why people have a lot of smart watches and stuff. It right. tracks all that for them. Mm -hmm. You know, it tracks their sleep, it tracks their heart rate. Some of them, it even does EKG, you know, like yeah. their rhythm. Um, there's all kinds of fancy ones that I don't even know. Yeah, which I think in terms of like, it's, it's a pretty good idea to get something like that. Um, and it's nice that it can track your sleep too, so you see how much you're really sleeping. Um, okay, 
there anything else? I just wanted to recap that bit. Yeah. Simple things that we can do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I guess we could probably, if you if you're making a spreadsheet, you could probably put like a column of like grams of carbohydrates every day. That'd be interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, they there's and, like and the chrono, actually... there's apps that even do that. Like you can mm-hmm. plug in what food you have just to give you an idea of how much protein, how much fat, how much carbohydrates are you eating every day. Okay. And looking at it and seeing how many calories or how how you know, and that can help people. Like, you know, if they if if you're writing down what you're putting in your mouth, it's it's a lot of people don't do it. It's hard, but it's also an eye opener of what you really are eating yeah. and how much. And if you look at that chronometer app or other apps that, you know, it, it'll give you the percentage of carbs, percentage of, okay. you know, and yep. your total calories. And yeah, I, yeah, that would be pretty spooky for a lot of people. If yeah. You're drinking a lot of soda. Yeah. Seeing what percentage yeah. of your calories are just straight up yep. carbohydrate. Yep. Um, it's not a whole lot of nutritional value. Nope. <laughs> um, okay. I think that, I mean, for me personally, for, I think for anybody that's interested in improving their health, I think if you say, if you, like the chronometer app's a good one, but if, for me personally, I'm picturing just like a spreadsheet. Yeah. If I put in the number of carbs I ate that day, and I look at my subsequent resting heart rate for that day, my blood pressure in the morning and at night, uh, my blood glucose level, like you're seeing the, in the the cause and effect right there yeah. in terms of diet at least and you know you could probably put your your cat your, your... you could do your stress level too like how you feel yeah. you know i don't know how you know you could score it zero to ten you know or whatever right. yeah that, that's really neat um i just uh, another thing i just wanted to touch on you mentioned about so so of course if you aren't eating great and you start to eat well or if you're not if you're completely sedentary all day you work from home and you're sitting all day long or whatever, or maybe you're not, whatever, if you're pretty sedentary, um, if you do some improvement, you're going to feel better. But the big, like, scary thing that you say to me sometimes is, like, there's certain things, like, with our diet, that you are causing long-term damage to yourself. And some of it's reversible. There's certain things that are reversible, and you will feel better if you start eating better. But, like, if you are eating really poorly every day for years on end, causing damage to yourself can you speak about that like are there any things off the top of your head like the big things diabetes heart disease um you know if you're obese you're causing you you know arthritis you're you can cause uh, hypoventilation to your lungs so you, you don't have the oxygen mm. exchange um, what is it? hypoventilation is it, because if you're so obese you can't your lungs can't expand um, sleep apnea, you okay. know, which can lead to blood pressure problems, coronary artery disease, you know, heart attacks and things like that if it's not controlled. I mean, the list is so long. And, it and yeah, I mean, I think there's always hope that you can reverse stuff, though, with your lifestyle. Okay. It's just we don't, a lot of us just don't take heed to it. And sometimes mm. it is too late. Like when you've had a heart attack or you've had a stroke or you've, lost a limb because your diabetes is out of control if you don't correct um yeah there can be you know the sugar lining of our vessels you know the damage 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 over time you know can lead to you know 
kidney failure, you're on dialysis the rest of your life. And mm-hmm. once you're on dialysis, um, you really can't get off. So at that point, yes, it's not reversible. So I'd say there is a point in the disease where it, it isn't. But yep. earlier in the disease, there is a lot we can do to prevent worsening or also reversing some things by what we do with our bodies. Okay. It's like, you can't take the elevator to health. You have to take the steps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's work. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. There's got to be like an app out there that helps you get through. Like, I'm just, in terms of starting, like you were saying, starting small. Um, Because even if, say you're you're not walking at all, all day, but instead you start to, like you take a five to ten minute walk or whatever every day. Like you probably see some small improvement in your and, blood pressure. Like, and that's the thing. That's what I think medicine, that's why I don't, that some of the things that I don't like about it is, you know, you see a patient, you don't have that much time with each patient, mm-hmm. and you tell them, you got you to gotta move, you got to exercise, you got to eat better, mm-hmm. see in three or four or six months. Bye-bye. Yeah, right. So what they're saying is like more patient touches, the more compliant they'll be. Yeah. Like they need like health coaches. We have health coaches that used to be in the office, but now they're remote. But the more you're, you know, it's just like talking to somebody about quitting smoking. They studies have shown the more the practitioner says, you know, or brings it up, yep. brings it up every yep. time they see him, the more likely the person will quit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that with lifestyle. I believe that like we can't just say and and you know we have to give them some guidance you can't just say you have to eat less you have to do you know a lot of people don't know what that means or how to do it and it's overwhelming it's like i said if if you go in a a messy house or a messy garage and you want to clean it it's Mm -hmm. like overwhelming you have to take it apart and do tiny steps And they have to be supported along the way because, you know, we know like even what we eat is correlated with more depression, you know, more anxiety. Um, So it's, 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 it's multiple. It's like the physical, the mental, it's like everything, the sleep, you know, it's all together. That makes sense. Yeah. Like a poor diet can affect your sleep. Oh, and make yeah. your sleep poor, and, and then, that affects your stress level. And you're like, "Oh, I'm going to treat myself with this delicious food," because yeah. I'm upset and stressed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it can be a <laughs> snowball in the wrong yeah. direction too, I yeah. guess. Um, what? Uh, yeah, and I just think, like you're saying about like multiple touches. I just think like we're on our phones all the time. Like it, it seems to me that there's, there's got to be an app out there to do like what we're talking about. I'm, sure I'm just is. saying like if you like you're going into the green like a visual thing, yeah. if if you can track your Either we could, you know, you can make one yourself with an Excel spreadsheet or whatever, but, um, and have it green if you did, if you're improving or red, if you're not. There, there is, I think there is, I know I'm trying to think even where through my company, I know they have, um, I forget the name of it though, but it, it is, it is like, um. A free thing and I think more and more insurance companies are doing that because they want their patient yeah. population to be healthier right. so they are doing these like apps to you know do mind-body exercises you know to mm-hmm. touch you know to and now with you know COVID being 
you know, a lot more telehealth, a lot of things are done, but there, I'm sure there is a lot of those programs out there, you mm -hmm. know, and it, nothing is without work though. That's the whole problem. And that's where I think the real key is if you're not committed, it's not gonna, yeah. you gotta, if, yeah, yeah. If, if people saw, if, first of all, I think that some of the problem is people don't think they're doing damage. But they actually are. Yeah, people don't feel like you don't feel. They don't know because they never felt great, so they don't know what it feels like to feel great. They don't. If you have high blood pressure, a lot of times, unless it's super high, you don't have any symptoms. Right. Um, high blood sugar. I mean, unless you go into keto acidosis, you know, you're sometimes you don't. It's if it's it's just an incremental damage that's being done. It's kind of like the iceberg, you know, under the water that they don't they don't really realize the damage they're done. And if you show someone like some of those commercials that came out for smoking um, where they show someone with the trach or, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, I think that's what we need to do. See someone getting dialysis with their fistula being accessed day in and day out and just all these people laying in a room getting, you know, dialyzed. Yeah. Uh, um, what's a, what's a fistula? Is that like a port in your it's arm? It's like, well, they do surgery where they put, um, make a, a special art, 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 artery and venous device, you know, out of vessels that is needed. It's big and that's needed for the process of dialysis to occur. And, you know, that gets accessed every time the patient goes to dialysis. Okay. And, you know, it's, you sit there for hours, you know, I mean, it's, and, and the, dia diabetes and high blood pressure are the two leading causes in really? our country of people getting on dialysis. And people don't realize that too. So when you go over their kidney function, you know, I, you try to be as explicit as you can by saying, you know, this is not good. You know, if you keep not having controlled blood pressure and not having controlled diabetes, this is where you're going, mm -hmm. dialysis, and yep. that's going to be the rest of your life. Then. So, so drinking water is super important too. Like, um, sorry, what, um, what are some? I know we're really getting into a lot of things here, but um, is there anything off the top of your head? I know you worked in urology at a time for a time. Like, uh, are there some big? And I know you've mentioned some of these things, but for kidney function, what are like some big? Well, big things. I mean, kidney function basically is, you know, making sure you're well hydrated. Mm -hmm. Don't uh, consume anything that's going to be damaging to your kidneys. Um, so if it's someone that's diabetic, you wouldn't want to, you want to have their blood sugars to controlled to the best possible blood pressure control mm -hmm. if they have high blood pressure. Um, not taking a bunch of NSAIDs, which are like ibuprofen, Aleve, um, Mobic. Uh, a lot of those drugs are used for, you know, pain, for arthritis, yeah. and they're very toxic to the kidney. Really? Okay. Um, so, you know, excessive, you know, alcohol and things like that. But, you know, a lot of us have high blood pressure. A lot of us don't drink enough. So when I have patients that have what we call chronic kidney disease, I'm looking at how their kidneys are functioning over time and, you know, I'm telling them to make sure they're drinking adequate fluids. I mean, there's a few exceptions to that, but most people it's drinking plenty of water, not other things, and um, making sure that they either don't have high blood pressure or, you know, it's controlled if they have it and weight loss will help with that. Mm -hmm. And um, not 
not taking in toxins that are toxic to the kidneys, which a lot of people think ibuprofen's over the counter and it's fine. Yeah. But it's very, um, it's very hard on the kidneys, also the stomach. Okay. So. Especially if you're taking it every day. Oh yeah, and a lot of people are they have no clue that it's bad. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Um. How? What's the recommendation for how much water you should drink a day? Oh, you can probably find a couple different things. I mean, most people say at least six, eight ounce glasses of water a day. Six to eight, eight ounce glasses. Okay. So it's now, it's, it could be variable if somebody's working out. Right. You know, if they work in construction, I mean, they're going to need a lot more. Right. You know, if they're sweating more, but the average yeah. person, six to eight, eight ounces, I'd say, is the average. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that'd be 48 ounces. That's interesting. Yeah. And of course, yeah, it, it certainly does depend because like if I'm, I'm working outside of the heat all day, like that's, I, oh, yeah. I literally drink at least a, over probably a gallon and a yeah. half. Yeah. Um, um, that's interesting. Okay. So, so maybe cups of water drank in a day. It would be another good metric. To oh add yeah. For daily reducing the number of cans of soda and Yep. Increasing the number of cups. Absolutely. Of... Okay. All right. Um, this has been awesome. Um, thanks, Mom. Sure. For your time. Absolutely. Um, I, I have taken like three things from this that I'm oh, actually going to use. Good. So, so good. Um, that's cool. Um, trying to think. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Anything? Nope. Just set yourself some small goals. Okay. Would be my recommendation and. You know, if you have support, that that really helps. Find someone that can journey with you um, because it is hard alone and overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So you need support, whether it's a health coach or a family member, a friend. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. This has been another episode of the Health Aspect Podcast. if you want to uh, find out more about my business and why I've started this podcast, you can go to lockwithlawns.com um, and you can hit the podcast link. Um, there's also a podcast question submission form, so if you have any specific questions you want to ask us, uh, you can submit them there. So thank you very much. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Health Aspect Podcast. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Health Aspect Podcast or interaction on the Health Aspect Podcast or Lockwood Lawn's websites or social media is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts posted on our sites or social media supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand my mom is not playing the role of a practitioner in this environment per se. She is educating. Hey everyone, I hope all is well. I just wanted to provide a quick outro here. So at the beginning of this episode, um, or, or before we recorded this episode, I had the goal of coming up with a couple of metrics that we should each track, um, or, or that we could each track to kind of get a general idea of how, how good our health is. Um, and, uh, and I really enjoyed this conversation with my mom. Um, I thought it was pretty fruitful. It, it was for me personally. Um, so 
Um, so, so first of all, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, second of all, um, the next episode that I'll release will be one that I recorded with my brother uh, a couple weeks ago. He's a physical therapist, um, so I had a couple questions for him. Um, so I'll be releasing that, and then either in between this one and that one, um, um, or 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 after the one, the next one that I'll publish after the one with my brother, um, I'm gonna publish a uh, record and publish a pod podcast where I talk. I take some lessons from this and apply them and make a, a, a Excel spreadsheet that I'll make available on the website um, for free, of course. Um, and, um, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll have a podcast where I talk about how that, ex, how that Excel spreadsheet has benefited me because uh, I've been using it a little bit myself already uh, and, and I'm developing it, working on it a little bit. Um, and just talking about some cheap and easy ways for us to better our health and track our health. So that's it. Thank you very much for listening. That's what's coming up. Um, I hope you have a great day and, and thank you very, yeah, again, thank you very much for listening. Take care.